I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is Flumadero. Your somewhat reliable source of information for most things. Most things, Keith. Most things. Not everything. We're working on that, though. We're moving towards everything. We're getting there. We're your overnight experts. Just keep plugging away. We're plugging. Welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, and be on the lookout on Facebook. Like, if you see something that looks like a picture, just click it. Because it'll yeah. probably play our podcast. Facebook's made some changes and it's jacking up our podcast, man. Yeah, and also if you don't already follow us on your favorite podcast app, just go ahead and do that. That's probably the best way to get our oh, newest absolutely. episodes. Yeah, Apple Podcast is the number one way on iPhone. Yeah, of course you got some uh, Spotify. You got Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, several different apps you can use on your Android phone. So. And tell, it out and uh, tell your friends about us, too, that, you know, to help us spread the word. Get, get your friends on the Flumma train so that they don't get run over. It's, it's, you can still catch us right now, Keith. Right. We're cruising at a speed where you could, like, ride up beside us on a horse like in the Westerns. Yeah. And jump, jump on. on. Or like a hobo or something. Or like a hobo. Yeah. Exactly. I like hobos. I do, too, man. We take in hobos. We do. We ho- As a matter of fact, if you're a hobo and you're out there listening, we would like to be your favorite new podcast. It's absolutely. Because you know what? You know tell all your hobo friends, too. Exactly. You know, tell them all. Tell them that the uh, Flumma Train is about to come around the Big Rock Candy Mountain. That's right. All right. Come on around. And guess what, Keith? What? Not only are we popular with the hobos, we're, I heard we're popular in Ireland. We are popular in Ireland. They, they love my ruddy complexion. I, I love it. I love it, man. Is the southern accent similar to Irish accent or something? Well, we know it comes from that. We know that throughout the Appalachians, the whole Scots-Irish thing. Yeah. That that's where, that's our lineage, if you will. Yeah, I definitely got a lot of it in my blood, for sure. You can tell by looking at me. Absolutely. Um, also, I'd like to give a shout-out to Smith & Bailey Dental for letting yeah. us put our sign on the road. We appreciate them. If you want to go get your teeth clean, go check them out. They'll fix you right up and tell them Flum Dental sent you. Absolutely. And, Keith, we also have a, um, a little giveaway going on, man. Yeah, what's that? Remember I said, take a picture. If you're out on the drive, take a picture of the Flumadiddle sign and post it to our page. Right. And that'll enter you. We're going to let that go on for a while because you're going to be winning a really awesome handmade thing from Keith, like an etched glass LED thing. It is so awesome that it's worth the flight from Ireland to come over here to Rainbow Drive, <laughs> take a picture, and fly back. Man. So you can get an entry. Hey, yeah, thing. if you're from Ireland and you make it to Alabama, let us know, man. We'll extend the Flumadiddle courtesy to you. Or if you just want to have us over, you know. Have and, us over. Provide, Invite us over. Provide plane tickets for us. That'd be awesome, dude. That would be awesome. Woo. Keith, what we got on uh, tap tonight, man? Man, we're going to be talking about surviving. Last week we had a – or last not last week, but last time um, we recorded, which was actually a week before last in the podcast world, we had one called Versus, right? That's it. We had a lot of fun with that one. This one's going to be fun, too. It's how to survive different things. Or escape or escape and evade. Or escape and evade, yeah. yeah. We're going to call we it don't survival, really know, though, right? Yeah, we're going to yeah. do that. We don't even really know what the other one's doing. We, we bannered a couple ideas, but we're going to shoot from the hip, man. We're going to see what you think. We're going to help you okay. escape and evade. The most perilous circumstances but we're never, that life could throw at you. Right, absolutely. And we're never scripted, though. You know, never. We're not scripted, man. We are freestyling it. Yeah. We are freestyling But this time, we're probably even less in the loop of each other's studying than we normally are. So That's good. That makes for some good improvisational goodness. So, Keith, why don't you start us up, brother, with a, um escape and evade. Okay, well, everybody needs to know this because we recently had one of these in Southside, Alabama, of all uh-oh, places. Uh-oh. And from what I hear, we have quite a few of them in Alabama. Bears. We have to figure out how to escape 
from bears. bears. Not Yogi Bear. Okay. Not a soft little cuddly bear, but a big, nasty, I'm going to eat your tail kind of bear. Right. So what would you do, John? Um, I would squeal in a high-pitched sound <laughs> and run for my life. Except I know okay. better that actually you probably shouldn't run, Keith. Right. As I can't see, run faster So you know than a, bear, a little sure. bit about this. It depends on what kind of bear it is. If you do that okay. to big old brown grizzly bear, one of the Kodiaks, his cousin, then you're probably going to get eaten because that – that makes uh, that kicks in their primal instinct to yep. go chase you, and they can run pretty fast. Absolutely. So if it's brown, lay down. Brown, lay down. All <laughs> right. right. Code brown, lay down. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> black bears are different, though. Black bear, you want to fight back. So if it's black, fight back. Brown, lay down. Black, black fight, fight back. back. And uh, right. go for the nose. That's their most sensitive. Go bear. for the nose. Yeah. You know, I heard of somebody escaping and evading a bear attack, like in Yosemite one time. Yeah. They had one of those big, heavy, like old school 35 millimeter cameras. Heck and yeah. they brought a haymaker over with that camera, busted right on the end of the nose with it, and that mug took off. Yeah. They, they, you know, they have a lot of thick hair, fur everywhere on their whole body. Yeah. So their nose is that one place that's kind of sensitive. You know, they're not used to pain, per se, I don't think most of the time. You know, so right. when they get popped on the nose, they're like, Oh crap! Uh -oh, I'm getting out of here. And, what about uh, the fetal position? Should we hit the ground and assume the fetal position? Yeah, if it's brown, lay down. You know, uh, play dead. Basically, you may still get hurt for sure. They can probably go test you out, jump on you a little bit. But oh, man, but that's, that's yeah, and it, you might get some broke bones. But He's the thing is, a little bit, you might survive. Yeah, you might survive. It's that's much better than getting ripped to shreds and eaten. You know, so yeah, that's never good. All right, that's so never good. If it's white. Outrun your buddy, because that's the only way. <laughs> like a polar bear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because those man, polar bears are vicious. They're vicious and they can run fast. They definitely run faster than you in the snow. And so I just have to run faster. You're than not gonna you, fight not back. Bear. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, trip up your buddy, maybe. You know, <laughs> slap a gag on him. <laughs> yeah. Bam. All right, you got what you got, man. All right, man. Well, I tell you what. The first one, there's some similarities, but a little different. This is a little more practical, maybe, Keith. How to escape or avoid or how to handle a dog attack. Oh, a dog attack. A, a, a cousin of the bear, right? A cousin of the bear. So think about this, Keith. In the particular medical field that we work in, we often travel and visit people's homes. Yes. Have you ever been in a situation where you were threatened by a dog? Um, when I was a kid, I got attacked by a dog. Really? Not, not in the feel where you now no. I, I have had well, one situation i'll tell yeah. about it here in a minute but we had a social worker who got bit just a couple years ago oh yeah by a big old german shepherd show did broke skin broke her pants broke her skin everything that ain't good it ain't no, good to have good. your skin in your pants bro <laughs> that's right all right well let me tell you some do's keith what do you not do um think bears all right I guess uh, run because they're don't run because they're pretty fast. Yeah, and you know what that evokes in a lot of dogs, especially big dogs, something to do with something the called prey drive. Yeah. That's why your dog chases a tennis ball. It's prey drive. Prey drive. So if you run from a dog, I it's do that like, sometimes. Oh, it's on. I pray and drive. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> P R E Y. Yeah. So don't run, Keith. Should you yell or wave your arms around? You think? Um, I don't know. No. No. That's simple. Okay, there you go. No, for real. What you generally should do, keep your hands in, fists balled up. Okay. So no fingers are out there. They're probably going to come check you out. So they, so they might nip at the fingers. They're right? going to nip at the fingers they're if they're sticking they out. Yeah. And do not make eye contact. Direct okay. eye contact. 
That makes them mad. So it makes them mad. That's like a provocative like, thing. Why are you looking at me like that, why bro? Why are you looking at me? You agree. Boy, look me in the eye. I'll, yeah. I'll eat your fingers off. Oh, wait a minute. They're balled up into a fist. I can't do that. Yeah. So here's what I do. Okay, what do you, you do? Here's what I did. I had a Great Dane follow me up onto a porch and back me up. And they're usually really the nice. This one wasn't. He was growling <laughs> and very aggressive the this whole time. A, this was a mean scooby doo So it was a mean <laughs> scooby doo So he, you should basically avert your eyes. Okay. Turn where your side is toward the dog. And do you know what else you can do? Talk in a really high-pitched, squealy voice. Okay. No, seriously, you know, I've told you that about training your dog when you first got your dog. That now, if you're confronted by another man person, that's not a good that's idea. That's not the thing. To do. But a dog. <laughs> that might get you better. A dog, yeah. exactly. But the dog, yeah, you know, when a mama dog gets on to babies and stuff, right, it's a low, yeah. guttural, growling sound. And when they're having fun, it's a high-pitched yippee, so kind of a good boy, good dog. So they like that. So you're The high pitch down. is non-threatening. So you... What about trying to alpha them, though? Like, what if you just tried to alpha them? Are you going to get eaten? Depends what kind of dog it is. Like, do you want to alpha a Rottweiler and see how it works out? No. No. But I might want Which to Which I like Rottweilers. It just make me mad. You I know? love Rottweilers, yeah. by the way. I had two of them, and they're great dogs. But anyway, so you should try to walk away. Okay. Slowly, very slowly with your side. And if they actually attack you. You can use your foot, get your foot in between you and them. Use that high-pitched voice again. Use that high-pitched voice all the while you're trying to tear their head off. Yeah. Now, use your weight against you. If a dog comes at you and really grabs you, use your weight against them. Okay. You probably weigh a lot more than a dog. Right. So you're going to use that weight to take them to the ground. Yeah. And then you're going to do whatever you can do to escape their grasp. That's what I do with my uh, golden retriever. I wrestle around with it, and I'll just use my weight against it. Exactly. That's fun. So that's the main thing. You wrestle your dog. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of fun. Heck, yeah. They like it, too. They do, man. Yeah. So that's the main thing. Avert your eyes. Keep your fist balled up. Head down. High pitched voice. Okay. Move very slowly. Don't wave around and holler and yell unless they attack you. And then just go primal. Go ape crap on them and just you know tear them limb from limb. I guess. There you go. That's it. All, All right. right. What you got, Keith? All right. So uh, Peter, I will give you John's um, email address <laughs> for that. <laughs> no dogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, this one's a little bit different. It's something I'm good at. Okay. How to escape or survive. Not to survive, but to escape a speeding ticket. Okay. All right. So this is something people really want to know, right? How to escape a speeding ticket. Okay. I got a surefire way to do that. Don't speed. And follow all applicable traffic uh, laws. Okay. But you're saying For the rest of us over. who speed. Um, <laughs> all right. You're already pulled over. I mean, you just... Maybe you forgot. You just yeah. wasn't paying attention. You got to go a little fast. You get pulled over. As a state trooper, boy, you better be really good at this because you got a much smaller chance of getting out of it. But I have got out of them even with state troopers. I had a buddy of mine, good older gentleman. Yeah, so but they are uh, more likely to give you a ticket than a local cop. But anyway, first thing, be polite. Okay, very polite. Don't be going popping off. That's the quickest way to get a ticket. Absolutely. Second thing, be honest. Okay. Don't go off with some excuse. Well, I got diarrhea, and I'm trying to get to my house. Right. They've heard that a million times. A million and one. Yeah. Just say, I'm sorry, officer. I just got to go on a little fast. I just was daydreaming. I didn't even realize it. By the time I saw you, I looked down. I was like, oh, man. Just I'm be blessed. honest. I'm doing 45 and a 25. Yeah. All right. And then ask to not get a ticket. You may think that's silly, but there's a psychology behind that. All right. Cops got to give a certain amount of tickets, right? Right. Uh, 
they are going to give the tickets to those that's easy to give it to. They don't want to have to say no. Nobody wants to have to say no to somebody. Right. I got you. And so like just that. say, you know, officer, I'm sorry. You know, I got I got to going too fast. I, I really didn't mean to, and I normally don't do that. Can you just let me off with a warning this time? And most of the time they'll say, if you were polite, honest, and asked nicely, most of the time they'll just be like, well, have you had a warning in like the last 10 months or something like that? And you'll say, no, sir, sure hadn't. And then they'll be like, okay, yeah, you know, just slow down. Sometimes they'll give you a written warning, but sometimes they'll just give you a verbal warning. It's like, yeah, just slow down. They'll check your license. They'll say, Keith, you're wanted. Yeah, you're wanted for getting out of 37 speeding tickets. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully I will try that. I, I drive a lot, so I do obey yeah. most. Well, let's put it this way, in case anybody like that we work with is listening. I always obey all traffic laws everywhere yeah. and the speed limit everywhere so i don't have to worry about that i do when i'm at work for sure but if uh you know mm-hmm. all right all right all right well i got a good one go for it what do you do how to survive a venomous snake bite how do you do that stay away from snakes that's your number one way yeah number one way sit in your house and watch tv all right. Usually not venomous snakes. Usually aren't there. But, but that is just a kind of a boring life, though. Ain't it it is, and we live in an area where um, we have some venomous snakes. Venomous snakes. We have outdoor what sports, kind of hunting, we have? fishing. In this state, we've got what? We've got rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. Copperhead. Yeah, and cottonmouth. Cottonmouth, or also known as a water moccasin, yeah. the eastern water moccasin. And that one's mean. They are mean. They're aggressive. As a matter of Very fact, dude, I remember in junior high school. There was a guy who was a reptile dude. He brought a snake show to our school, mm-hmm. and he had a king cobra there oh, with yeah. him. And somebody asked him about water moccasins. He said, "No, nah, you can't take a water moccasin anywhere. They're way too <laughs> aggressive. They're they're that guy. You can't take they're, them anywhere. They're like the Mike Tyson of rattlesnakes. <laughs> I just can't take snakes. that dude anywhere. I know it, man. They're like the Mike Tyson man. You bite your ear off. Bite your ear off. <laughs> bite anywhere he can get a hold of. <laughs> All right, Keith. So as you know. All right. What do you, what do you think you do? What, how do you how do you survive a okay, poisonous so, snake bite? Okay, so so we've we've gotten bitten. We're we are bitten now. We are and bitten. We are somewhere. Okay. You know. Okay, I would think probably first don't panic because you, it's in your bloodstream. You don't want to go on faster it. through your body. Absolutely. How do you do that? I don't know. It depends how far out you are. Maybe yeah. maybe you meditate. Maybe you pray. Maybe you do whatever. But. Take some deep breaths. The calmer you can keep yourself, the slower the flow. Yeah. So that's a good one. But the first thing, Keith. All right. First thing is, if you're where you have cell phone reception, if somebody's with you, you have got to get medical attention. Yeah. Because antivenom is the only thing that will help. Okay. You've got to get that antivenom to keep the full effect of the snake bite from hitting you. Right. But there's still some things you can do. So interestingly enough, Keith... I thought this was fun when I was looking at this. We are an informative as well as entertaining podcast. Yeah. So there are three kinds of snake venom, Keith. Do you know what they are? I do not. Well, I'll let you guess okay. what they are when I tell you. The first one is hematoxic. Okay. So that affects your blood. Blood. The second one is cytotoxic. Your sites. <laughs> yes, any site that advice. That's a cellular thing. Yes, it can cellular, degrade okay. your cellular yes, thing. And the last one, of course, is obviously enough neurotoxic. Okay, that's your nervous system. Exactly. All right, so avoidance is the best thing. If you're okay. going down by the river, 
you you going fishing. Yeah. You know, don't wear your Daisy Dukes and flip flops, Keith. Down it's to the not river a good side. idea. Yeah. You know, if you're out in the woods. But sometimes you like to swim in the river, though. So. Sometimes you like to. Yeah. Sometimes you like to. I remember one time I climbed up this cliff and was going to jump off of it. It was uh, up Little River Canyon. Plenty of places to jump off cliffs up there. It's a lot of fun. Well, um, as I got up to where you jump off, right, I saw a water mosque swimming through the lake that I was about to jump into. Oh, that ain't good. And I was, and there's no way down. Like it's one of those situations: you climb up, you jump down. You don't climb down, or you're going to die. You know, so you have to jump down. And that's I'm thinking, no fun. Yeah, so I was thinking I'm going to have to jump in the water with this snake. That's awesome. Maybe you try you to know? land on him. I just smash him. I jumped in and I swam as fast as I could. I knew splashing was a good idea. Absolutely. Make so a racket. I swam wildly as fast as I could to the shore. Well, that's a good thing to do wherever you go and carry a stick with you, a walking stick, make a racket. Yeah. You know, rattle the grass, rattle the brushes, wear, wear like heavy boots, rubber boots. They, long they really pants. bite you because they're scared of you. Exactly. So maybe you can scare them away before you get close to they're them. They're going to hit the dirt. Now, water moccasins can be quite aggressive. Oh, but yeah. But now here's some, are, here's uh, interestingly enough, a dude named Albert Calmet invented antivenom. And oh, he was okay. a student. I'll tell you what, as a matter of fact, here in a little bit, we're going to be drinking a beverage that his mentor made a certain process for to help it be safer for us. Oh, okay. Was that clear as could be? Or as yeah. As much? All right, so pasteurization. So yeah. Pasteurized, pasteurized milk. milk. So this cat was a student of Louis Pasteur. Oh, okay. And he invented antivenom. Oh, I always just thought like pasteurization had something to do with pastures, you know, like cow pastures. There you go. It does. They put the milk out in a pasture for a certain number of days <laughs> in the Alabama heat, and then it's safe to drink. That is not really not correct. But they heat it up to a certain, you know, right. temperature to kill the bacteria and all that stuff. Well, anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So let me get on to the next thing. Okay. So there's two goals. We already said the first one. Get medical don't, help yeah. immediately. And don't die. And don't die. The second one is prevent the venom's effect. Okay. All right. So how do you think you prevent the venom's effect? Hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how you could do that. Like, All right. Well, keep in mind, it's something that I used to think maybe before not I move started around studying. That helps. But the two or three things that you used to think you do, you don't do. Remember the old school snake bite kits where yeah. you like slice it and suck the venom? Yeah, out? I was about to ask you if there's some myths uh, involved is. in this you because I thought that was don't one. Do that. Yeah, and you know what else you shouldn't do? You should not. So use like all the people that's done that before, that was pointless. Yeah, if they so if you're out there and you have a cut snake a snake bite wound and tried to suck the venom out, congratulations, you're a vampire, but exactly. nothing else. Yeah, exactly. So here's a big one. My first thought was apply a tourniquet. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Is that a myth, though? That is a very much a myth and actually can be harmful. Yeah, okay. Because what a, what a tourniquet does, a tourniquet keeps flow from going at all. Now, if you were to, let's just say this, how to live if you got your leg cut off in an accident, you should apply you, a tourniquet. You should definitely apply a tourniquet. Hard yeah. tourniquet to keep the blood. Yes. But if you localize the venom in one area, let's say you got bit in your ankle and you turn it, you put a tourniquet on your calf. Mm-hmm it's going to localize and do a great amount of damage in that lower part of your so leg. So it's not diluted enough. Right. When it goes throughout your body, it dilutes. It dilutes. So you should let it do some. So you actually should do a firm compress, kind of like you're wrapping a sprained ankle. Mm -hmm. So you do want to wrap it okay. like about four inches up from wherever you're bitten. But you want it to be like, loose enough. Is that like almost push it? 
a little bit like that's a good question that i don't know spread it out i don't know the scientific details of that phenomenon i don't know but just wrap it with a warm compress wrap okay it, gotcha wrap it keep it where the venom can still flow a little bit but not just stay localized in your foot or whatever all right so after that you already said the main thing keep your heart rate low and get to the freaking hospital as quick as you can go otherwise you're okay. out of luck all right, all right that's snake bites. we got time for a couple more maybe one or two more if we do okay. them quick well my uh my next one's pretty quick anyway all right crowd crush oh this man. is actually a thing that happens people you think you, you say that you think eh you know i can survive a crowd oh okay no, dude. not too long ago um on the pilgrimage to mecca where all the muslims went there was about a million people they million. got bottlenecked into one little street and there were 2,200 people that died. They got, Holy goodness. They got crowd crushed, um, which is basically as, asphyxiation from people being up on you. That's making you uh, like like breathe hard right now. Just I know about it. it. He's like, you look crazy. like you're getting claustrophobic just thinking man, about it. Man, I was thinking about it. There's a famous Who concert yeah. where the door in the 70s where people were getting pressed up against the doors yes. or up against the front of a stage so at a concert. So this is a real thing, yeah. Oh, this happens very routinely at music festivals. Mm -hmm. Big gatherings of crowds like that. It's not uncommon for this so to happen. So I guess a prevention would be you see a crowd forming like that, maybe stay away. But sometimes you get caught up in those things without meaning to. All right, so your first instinct is going to be to, like, let's go backwards so I don't get crushed. But that is the probably the quickest way to die because you're going to get pushed over, knocked down, and then trampled. Trampled, that's the, yeah. And if that's that happens, bad, if you do get pushed down, get in the fetal position, try to give as much space around your lungs and vital organs as you can, cover your head and lungs and ribs best you can, but there's not a lot you can do. But the best way to get out of it is continue to move forward, but a little bit sideways. Forward, a little bit sideways. Forward, a little bit sideways. Forward, Until a little bit sideways. eventually you are out of it. It's kind of like a riptide, you know? I got you. Very similar to that. You want to go with it and sideways. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've been in these situations almost at Disney World. Like when they when that castle thing goes off and people are rushing to get out of there or go to the rides or whatever. Luckily, there's enough room, enough exits that you don't get crowd crushed because you're not going up against something. But like if there was just a wall. There's no doubt, you know, people are just moving and pushing and oh yeah, my that's gosh. bad news, man. I've been in a bad situation like that years ago, at a Guns N' Roses concert in Birmingham. There were about fifty, sixty thousand people packed into that raceway in Birmingham, mud six inches deep. People, it was hot, the middle of the summer. Yeah, it was stifling, man. It was a bad scene, and uh, I, I started going yeah. down a couple. I was afraid I was going to go down in that mud, man, and. We we managed to just get the heck out of there. Yeah, it's a scary thought. I mean, you, you kind of laugh that off until you're in that situation. You're oh, like, it was, Holy it was crap, very scary. This is scary. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, what you got, man? Speaking of scary, this is a really scary one. Okay, how to escape or evade a kidnapping? Oh, that's a good one. All right. So the first thing is this: blow if your rape whistle. Blow your rape whistle. Yeah. Do whatever. Here's the thing. If there's multiple, if or let's put it this way, if there are not multiple attackers right. at the point of being accosted, like do whatever you can to not get accosted. You know, like your wife has that little nylon cat thing that's on, that's her keychain. Yes. Man, 
It's like, like if you're self-defense, a thing. self-defense thing. It's in the shape of a cat. Your fingers go through the eye holes, and the ears, the ears are extremely are these pointy, sharp, hard, pointy yeah. nylon type things. So yeah, do whatever you can, man. Claw, fight, kick, rip eyeballs out, rip mm-hmm. nostrils, take your keys. I mean, fight for your life to start with. So the yeah. best thing is not to get captured. But if you do get captured. And bring a lot of attention to yourself, too. Bring Maybe a lot of attention. Scream, yell, especially if you're in the parking lot. You know, we're getting yeah. on that Christmas season. People are talking about being very aware of where you're going. Some stuff, just like standing very straight, having good posture, yeah. scanning around, just looking like you're alert and aware. Go to well-lit gas stations if you well have to stop gas. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My wife actually got held up one time in yeah. a situation that was very unpleasant. And I'll say this is not um, going to uh, bode well with the progressive folks out there. But if you are a young lady, you know, be even more careful. You right. Know, like maybe at night, if you're going to go to a place that's a little shady, take a dude with you. You know, take some friends with you. Don't be alone. Be in a know? crowd. Don't yeah. be alone. That's a wherever you're at, even doing your Christmas shopping or whatever. Yes. Go with a friend. Probably best just not to go to those places at night that you know are shady anyway. Right. You know, just avoid shady places at night. That's Shadiness. Just a avoid shadiness. General, generally a good idea. Anti-shade. Yeah. All right. So the next thing is, All right. if you do get abducted, yes. be hyper aware of your situation and your circumstance. There you go. What does this person look like? Like, try to consciously be thinking, what do they look like? What's their emotional state? If you're driving, if you can see, if you're not in a trunk or something, what do I see? What do I hear? That kind of thing. Um, Be extra nice. Okay. Don't be intimidating. Don't try to cuss and yell and fuss and, and argue. The more compliant you are, the better. And know this, from what I read, is that most kidnappings... Most people survive kidnappings. Really? The large majority of people survive kidnappings. Usually it's for a purpose. Maybe it's a financial thing. But the statistics show that most people survive a kidnapping, so know that going into it. So if you're like a butthole right off the bat, they may just off you and think you're not worth it. You're done. Right. You're over. So just be nice and wait for an opportunity. Right? But Keith, let's do, do, do. Life lesson of the day. Okay. Keith. Isn't that something we could all do? Just be nice to people. Yeah, be less of a butthole to Don't everybody. Don't be a butthole. Yeah. The but, less but, of a butthole but you are. But when someone is kidnapping life. you, you know, you have more of a tendency to be a butthole. You yeah, know? but be the butthole to start with. Fight, claw, yeah, whatever. But, but then, then after that, be nice, be right. compliant. Okay. Up to a certain level of compliance. Right. And just try to establish rapport and appeal to their feelings. Yeah. Like, I really want to get home and see my kids. Do do you have children? Right, yeah. What about your mom? What would your mom think about this? Because odds are they're probably not a psychopath. They're probably doing it for some monetary gain or something like that. Yeah, you know what I always thought I might do in a situation like that? Just go full-on, like, religious nutcake on them. I heard, you know, there was a story about that. This this lady got captured, and she uh, shared her faith with a guy, and... He let her go. That's I awesome. He, I thought I just he, like yeah. even playing it up, just like just start praying out like real loud and yeah. bless this person, Lord. Just help them to have just like freeing their hollering at you to shut up. And you That's just what Paul did when he was be, captured. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just be freakier and crazier and all that stuff. And uh, but I don't know how it works out in the end. But those are just some things you can do. Okay. I didn't follow it to a logical conclusion. You know, we're just having fun with this stuff. 
Right. Well, just watch Taken, Taken, Taken Two, Taken Three, and just see what he does, and just do all those things. Just do it because Hollywood's got it down. To Hollywood's got it figured out. Keith, right, you got I'm one, gonna, a yeah, real, real short one to finish up on. Yes, I'm going to do a, a quick one and then another one just so I'm fit on both ends, but I will make it quick. Out in the wilderness. Yeah. Uh, just remember the rules of three. Three seconds if you panic. That's how long you're going to last. Don't panic. You could have like a daggum uh, heart attack, you know, hyperventilate, all this kind of stuff. Don't panic. Don't okay? panic. And you get lost even more when you panic. Right. You just, your head, on, your head so ain't on straight. If you're lost, does just sit down and cry. Yeah. And hope that help comes. Pray that help comes. But just remember these rules of three. Three minutes without oxygen. So if that's the situation you're in, make sure you get some oxygen. Like three days without water. Yeah. So that's going to be the first thing you look for. Three weeks without food. So you ain't really got to worry about three. food if you think you can get out within a couple of days. Oh, yeah. You got to worry about some water. You got to worry about water. So you'll, you'll dehydrate within three days. And consider your elements. If it's real cold night, you know, you're going to want to try to uh, build a fire and shelter and stuff like right. that. Um, but just consider your elements and remember the rule of three. Uh, the other one is Argon more is one interesting. Of my one. Elements. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's th- the word for the day, Keith. Go through the entire table. Argon. Argon. And back to the All podcast. Right. So okay. back to the podcast. Uh, this one will be a little more interesting. It's a uh, nuclear blast. Oh, How to survive oh. a nuclear blast. Interesting, interestingly enough, John, the big fireball that you see on TV and everything, when you see a nuclear blast, that kills probably less people because it's not as big. It's this shock wave. That comes right. from that that kills most sure, people. I can see that. You actually can survive that shot wave. I know we see it on TV, knocking the trees down and all this stuff, but you can survive it. It's just a little difficult, depending on how far I you. I think I know how to do it. I think I know. You have to sit in an old elementary school, out yeah. in the hallway, and you have to <laughs> lean your head between your legs like you're trying to kiss your butt, and then yeah. everything will be fine. Kiss your butt goodbye. But seriously, lay down flat because the shock wave is just like any kind of wave. If you get down low, it actually can the go less over surface you. area. Yeah, that it has less to surface smash area. It just kind of slides over you. It's but also put your thumbs in your ears and your fingers over your eyes because it will explode your eardrums and your eyeballs. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. But if you put your fingers over your eyeballs, your eyeballs won't explode. It helps. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just trying to survive, man. Just okay, we're just doing the best right, we can. Then, so we might still have eyeball goo on if our fingers, you but. survive it. If you are not blind, and if you then the radiation will kill you pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. So that's the next thing. Try to find an underground shelter with much like brick and stuff. Like basements would actually be okay, you know. And, and maybe put some towels and stuff around the door and stuff like right. that. And just find an underground shelter as quickly as possible, because the first forty-eight hours are bad. But like I said, three days without water. So even if you don't have water, if you can find an underground shelter and just stay there for forty-eight hours. Then after that, the rest of the fallout is not near as bad. Right. The first 48 hours of fallout is enough to kill you. Yeah, that's bad stuff, man. So so you can survive a nuclear blast, man. Okay. Well, I hope I don't have to. Yeah, I Thank you for that information. And if you ever do have to survive a nuclear blast, you can thank uh, the good Lord and Keith and John for helping you out there. Flummadiddle. And Flummadiddle, the favorite new podcast of Ireland. Absolutely. And, And the United States. Absolutely. Alabama loves us. California, New York. Yeah, the Georgia. fifty states. We're big in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. All right, brother Keith, All right, tell well. them how they can reach us. All right, you can reach us at doyouflumadiddle at gmail dot com. 
And that's 1M, not 2, because 2 is a dessert. Yes, it is. And hey, don't forget, like we said at the first, if you see something on our Facebook page, just click it. If it's a picture, it's probably going to play a podcast. Hopefully, we'll get all that squared away. Or go directly to our website and listen. Or go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, com. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We love. Grace and peace. Have a good evening. God bless.